Brooke, we've said it a million times on this show. We are always going to fight for what's fair and right on and off the mic. Yeah, that's why I want to take this moment to say, oh no, we need to go on tour, okay? It's fair, it's right, enough. And that's all. Brooke, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, perfect day. But... <laughs> As SAG and WGA members continue to strike for what they feel is fair, one of our favorite rom-com stars turned talk show hosts is ruffling a lot of feathers here in Hollywood. Yeah, so after initially coming out in support of the strike, Drew Barrymore has decided to cross the picket lines and resume taping her show, and her fellow actors and a lot of other people are not happy about it. Yeah, her fellow hosts aren't happy about it either. Yeah, Drew, come on. From Wondery, I'm Marisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. It's Tuesday, September 12th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like you're just failing? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life feeling like I'm failing. It's appropriate, though, because failure in all its forms is the whole point of my new podcast, Fail Better. I'm joining forces with Lemonada Media to explore the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. As someone who has experienced my own set of personal and professional defeats, I've always been intrigued by how those failures influenced my journey, sometimes for the better. And I know I'm not alone in those wonderings. So each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, thinkers, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalyst for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So, Richies, those are WGA members who were picketing outside CBS Studios in New York yesterday, which is where the Drew Barrymore show is taping. Yeah. Um, and that was when they were taping their first episode of the show's new season. Now, the Drew Barrymore show went on hiatus back in April, literally weeks before the Writers Guild of America went on strike. So, yeah. unrelated. Mm-hmm. But now, even as the strike continues, we are very deep into this strike. Yeah. Drew's decided she wants to cross the picket line and go back to taping her talk show. So this is an issue for the Writers Guild because even though Drew's show has an agreement with the WGA and employs three WGA writers, they've decided to continue production without the writers. Yeah. 
Um, Hate it. So this is kind of confusing. I'm confused about all of it. And like we're in this business, like it's it's a lot. So just Mm -hmm. to kind of help explain, not every talk show is a WGA signatory, like Live with Kelly and Mark and the Tamron Hall show, which we were famously on, um, Mm -hmm. are not. But The View is. And somehow they haven't gotten much public blowback, even though their guild writers also left the show to strike and they're still doing their show. So yeah. I I mean, they have been picketed, but not like the backlash that Drew is getting. Yeah. Um, which I think it has a lot to do with the fact that people expect more from Drew and they don't expect anything from The View. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, <laughs> Well, and also we'll get into this, but Drew's like publicly in solidarity with the strike and like yes. did something to show her solidarity. And now it's right. like, now? Not anymore? So on Sunday, she announced the return of her show on social media. And in her statement, she said that she owns the choice and that her show is in compliance with Guild regulations that forbid guests from promoting film or TV projects. And this is what Arisha was alluding to. A lot of people, including us, were like, um, what? Because back in May, she pulled out of hosting the MTV Movie and TV Awards in solidarity with the strike. And... Mm -hmm. She did mention this in her statement, and she said that MTV Awards had a direct conflict with what the strike was dealing with. Um, I don't know how hers doesn't. And she also said her choice to return to her show is bigger than just her. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. That seems like a fun party line. (laughs) Um, So Drew is claiming that she is not in violation of strike guidelines, but the WGA, a.k.a. the group that's actually striking, yeah. Sees it differently. Yeah. They released a statement on social media yesterday, and the statement said, The Drew Barrymore Show is a WGA-covered, struck show that is planning to return without its writers. Any writing on The Drew Barrymore Show is in violation of WGA strike rules. And now Drew's writers, who are on strike, are opening up about how they feel about their boss crossing the picket line. Yeah, so Chelsea White, who was actually outside picketing the show during filming, uh, talked to The Hollywood Reporter, and she said, I think in general, this is obviously bigger than us three writers on The Drew Barrymore Show. It is a bummer to hear that the show is going back because it sends a message that union writers are not valuable, and it goes directly against what the WGA, SAG-AFTRA, all the unions are trying to band together to stand up against the greedy studios, Mm -hmm. which is a really good point and something I've seen a lot. You know, like when you do this, you're showing the studios that it's possible, and the whole point is like— Let's ice out the studios, you know? Right. Um, But Liz Coe, who is another writer on the show, says it's a complicated issue. She said, I think that Drew cares about the show. She cares about the crew. She cares about us. She cares about everything. And I think she made the best decision that she could given all those things, which I don't think is untrue. I'm sure she does care about them, but it doesn't make it a correct decision. Yeah. Um, And some of Drew's fellow actors don't think it's complicated at all. They're pissed at Drew, understandably. And in response to her statement about owning her choice, Bradley Whitford posted on X and said, oh, you own it for sure at Drew Barrymore and we'll never forget it. And actor Joshua Molina called Drew's choice utter horseshit. (laughs) He also posted a picture of Drew with the word scab and an arrow pointing to her. So... Yeah. You know, he's got time to Photoshop on this strike. You know, he's like, I've got the time, baby, and I'm posting. Listen, I also have time for Photoshopping, as anyone who <laughs> oh, follows me on Instagram can tell. Yep. Uh-huh. Flawless. <laughs> Photoshopping. Flawless Photoshopping. Thank honestly. you. Thank you. Yeah. Always make time for Photoshopping. Mm-hmm. It's an important part of being in this world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all of the action isn't happening just outside the Drew Studios. Inside, even the audience is getting dragged into this, too. Yeah. 
Dominic Turacek told Deadline that he and a friend took WGA buttons from the striking writers outside the building before going in to watch the taping. But according to Dominic, security saw their buttons and kicked them out. Yep. Uh, Cassidy Carter was the other audience member that was kicked out. And she said that they offered to take the buttons off so that they could stay for the show. They were like, forget those writers. We want to see the show. Um, (laughs) Solidarity? No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. But Dominic says that they were both verbally assaulted by Drew Barrymore's crew (laughs) and said it's clear they don't support WGA strong writers or fans. Mm -hmm. And... A spokesperson for the Drew Barrymore show shared a statement after the incident and said, due to heightened security concerns today, we regret that two audience members were not permitted to attend or were not allowed access. They also said that Drew was completely unaware of the incident and that the show is in the process of reaching out to those audience members to offer them new tickets. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. be interested to see if they actually take them up on that offer. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they really wanted to go to the show. They were going to throw their <laughs> buttons away. So <laughs> they're like, we will, will set these buttons on fire right here. Yep. We promise. Do a demonstration. <laughs> yep. So, you know, we've talked about on the show how much we support the actors and the writers on strike. I've been out there picketing, got yeah. the sunburn to prove it. Um, so, Brooke, what do you think about Drew Barrymore crossing the picket line here? It's honestly really surprising to me yeah. and a terrible look. You know, yeah, like, yeah. God, how long has she been in this business? Her her family goes back generations of actors. You know, it's like mm-hmm. this is just not. And that's why I think people are so upset. Like I said, like, it's not something we expect from Drew because she always seems to do the right thing. And she's yeah. like the queen yeah. of nice. And her statement was just weird. It's like, you know, like we want to do what the writers do. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, I feel like it's also weird you know, how she's like, I own this choice where it just, it's like, I, everyone's telling me don't do it. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. Like what, what choice is she owning? And why is she so adamant about owning that choice? Like, I feel like, is there something else that she's not telling us? Right. It just seems really weird. And this seems like a weird hill to die on. It does. Especially it's not like Drew doesn't need money. Like it's not like she's hurting for cash and it just feels like, the way that I look at it, because I'll be forever cynical, but it just seems like, you know, a lot of things are, you know, halted in production. So there's not going to be as many choices of what to watch. And mm-hmm. if she's still doing stuff, there's something for her to watch. Not for her to watch, but for us to watch. And I just, yeah, it is weird, though, about The View. Like, I hadn't realized that they are also crossing the picket lines. Yeah. And people aren't breaking them over the coals. I don't know if it was because I know they've been crossing the picket lines a lot for a lot longer and so this is all like fresh and (laughs) new and like (laughs) basically and like I feel like you know as time goes on people get more and more amped up because you know people don't have work people aren't able to pay their rent because these studios are just money grabbing whores I know well I almost (sighs) wonder if like because there like we said there are different rules for talk shows some talk shows don't fall under this and so like maybe people just didn't realize that the view was yeah in violation, I don't know. Like, maybe Drew releasing a statement did more harm than good. Yeah. You know, maybe possibly. people wouldn't have realized it if she didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, a lot of people would have realized it. But I don't know. It's just really weird. And her being like, you know, we we launched during COVID. We're, we're used to dealing with rough times or however she worded it. And it's like, yeah. okay. This is, like, you're, you're making a deliberate choice to shit all over these writers and actors who you supposedly stood in solidarity with. Like, it's just a slap in the face, especially 
when you have three WGA writers on your staff yeah. and you're like, okay, well, you guys can't write for us, but we're going to keep going. Like, tell me I mean nothing to you without telling me I mean nothing I know. to you. Like, I know. Uh, it's just shitty. I, I didn't think she could make a worse decision than the accent she used in Ever After, but oh. here we are. She did it. You don't get to besmirch <laughs> Ever After if you haven't seen it. I've seen enough. And I'll tell you what. Just, I can't. Terrible. The fact that I have to end this episode on <laughs> trash it. talking ever after. You don't say that. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skinner-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. And be sure to follow us on all socials at Arisha Skidmore-Williams and at Brooke Ziffrin. We love connecting with you. And we're also now on video. You can watch our full episodes on YouTube on the Wondery channel. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.